The entire team at the Emsolation Podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians and cultures of the lands and seas on which we live and work. We pay our respects to all First Nations peoples, elders and ancestors. We acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded and stand in solidarity towards a shared future. I personally want to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which I record this podcast every week, the Wurundjeri people. I recognise their continued connection to the land and waters of this beautiful place I call home. Always was, always will be. M. Rossiano. And I think maybe because I wanted to make a professional, my brain was like, aha, okay, bitch, and went completely the other way. And Michael Lucas. Oh, likewise with you. Can't wait. And just remember, if it's too fatty, just heat it up. This is M. Salation. I was working for Baz Luhrmann. Oh, I'll just pick that name up. Oh, no, but it, yeah, I was. You're in M. Salation. Hello there and welcome to Emsolation. My name is Em Rossiano. I'm a writer, a singer, a stand-up comedian, a maximalist power queen, a neurodiverse magic brain, a pottery expert. <coughs> and together with my best friend, Australian screenwriter. I say Australian screenwriter because remember, if you Google Michael Lucas, there's a porn star with the same name. So it's important that you differentiate between the two, but then when you see them, I mean, they don't look anything alike, but still important. And podcaster, Mr. Michael Lucas, since, oh, I said the pottery thing and then I got sidetracked and now my brain's thinking about the porn star and how I could possibly make a pottery like I could make a statue of the porn star as a joke and because in this episode we talk a lot about exploding penises in a kiln. It's a few side quests today because I ran away from home. Uh, you'll find out where I went. I spent six hours elsewhere. I probably gave it away with the exploding penises in a kiln, but I digress. How are you? If this is your first time listening to the podcast, you can expect plenty more of that sheer fucking chaos. Uh, there's a lot going on in the world in our world especially, in mine and Michael's area of interest, there's so much happening in Australian politics, the Oscars, the Grammys, just Lady Gaga in general. It's our poor little heads and content-obsessed brains are taking in quite a bit. So you will be taken on the usual roller coaster that will start with exploding penises and end on Michael singing a Barbara Streisand medley with a little bit of ScoMo in between. So it feels right, hashtag on brand. I, I've had a few little rants and hissy fits on Instagram this week. It's just, I don't know, there's something in the air. Maybe it's the change of seasons. Maybe I'm fed up with everyone's shit. Could be a heady mix of both. But I keep seeing online women only doing this, just kind of celebrating and laughing about the fact how <laughs> as mums we do everything and everything and mum will do it and la, 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 and kind of trying to normalise and glamorise how everything ends up falling on the shoulders of mum. And I'm talking about in a stereotypical heteronormative family. Uh, I know it's different for everyone else and I do try not to do this, but I'm specifically talking about I think if I can narrow it down as far as I, I, I dare, women married to straight men. <laughs> well, if you're a woman married to a gay man, more power to you. Probably not happening in your house. Yeah, women married to men. Let's narrow it down to that. Who have children. Even more narrow. Mum will do it. You know, don't worry, we'll sort it. Christmas, birthdays. And there's a bit of a market now pointing this out and just 
bonding over it and I don't want that to happen. Please stop. And if you see an influencer, a mum influencer specifically doing this, call her out on it. Call her in on it. Call her in on it. Don't write mean things in the comments because that's a waffle. DM her. I always try to call in before I call out. Very important distinction there, sorry. But don't allow this to infiltrate your skull. Stop normalising and glamorising mothers being exhausted and doing everything as though that's just the status quo and the norm and just how things are. Because what happens is you have all these middle-aged women just furious and exhausted and feeling taken advantage of and feeling too far in and too deep in to change anything. And you know I've spoken about this before. They turn to alcohol and to shopping and to other coping mechanisms or they get depressed or it's all three. And resentment grows and builds and it's fucking awful. And I know a lot of you feel that way because I get messages on the reg from you and I'm exhausted but I don't know how to speak up for myself because it's been going on for so long. So that was my big thing this week. I just, I saw, I saw three women that I followed making jokes about how mums do it all and I was like, fuck that. Fuck it. You don't have to do it all. And do you know what else? Stop doing it all. Do you know what? Just stop. You're going to hear I did, especially yesterday. I got up and I left the house. I had to. I just stopped and guess what? Everything was okay. Not to a very high standard. It didn't get done as well as I would do it. But you know what? Life kept going. (laughs) So if you are now tearing up because you're listening to me talk about exhausted mothers, then that is your cue. Your body is telling you, your brain, your emotions, everything is screaming at you. Stop. Reset. New rules new boundaries with the family. Everyone is to do their fair share. I'm giving you permission. You have my permission. If you need strength, if you need me to tell you what's all right, send me a DM on Instagram. You know I lurk in there every now and then because I just really want to punish myself. <laughs> this, is your, this is your sign, the sign you've been waiting for. Oh, good. I'm glad I got that out of my system. I hope I haven't made anyone feel excluded by specifically going down into, you know, women in heteronormative relationships with kids. Obviously, a lot of my audience is not in that demographic, but you will get it. You you see it and understand. Just don't want anyone to feel bad. (laughs) Oh, God. Live show is happening Tuesday night. Very excited. Malthouse Theatre is now completely sold out. Heaving, teeming with emsolators. Please bring your masks. I know it's not mandatory or maybe it is. I hope it is. My entire team will be wearing masks. Bring your hand sanny. Just play it safe. Rona's still out there and I want everyone to be safe and have a good time. So just, I know you all will 100% completely, but I just wanted to remind you all, I really want everyone and encouraging everyone to wear a mask and wash their hands and just keep safe because I want my team to be safe. I want you to be safe. Very important. I want to also remind you that the live show will not be being turned into a podcast. So it's not happening You must be there to watch it. And we're going to leave the show up for a week after if you can't be there Tuesday night. I know a few people are actually there on Tuesday night and they also want to be able to watch it back, (laughs) which is kind of cute. And I never thought about that. It's very committed of you. Uh, Your last chance to get get yourself a spot, reserve your spot, uh, five bucks. That's all it's going to cost you and you're in for a great night. Get to see your favourite people on stage doing what they love. Who knows what Michael's going to... He tried, you'll hear, Michael tries to ban me from inviting someone because he's afraid of the uh, 
sea guzzling situation. I don't know why I'm being coy about the word now, but, you know, if you were there at our Christmas special, you know to which I refer. But, oh, I'm inviting this person and he's banning me from inviting. You'll hear. That's all I have for you. Odette is much better. She's over the Rona, testing negative. But to be honest, she was quite happy to be in her room for the week. She didn't ask to come out once. (laughs) But when her father had to be quarantined for a week, on day three, he was like, can I come out now? But I wouldn't let him. And he didn't even have coronavirus in the end. All right, that's enough from me. I'm going to bring Michael in now. See you all. I'll be looking at you, some of you, on Tuesday night. Hopefully most of you listening now will also be watching from wherever you are in the world. It's very exciting. All right, play the music. M. Luciano and Michael Lucas. This is M. Michael Lucas, fresh from his stint on the Gold Coast. How are you feeling? Are you, are you like ready to move up there as most people do? To be honest, I did look at property. What is it about our generation that goes somewhere for one minute and think, I could move here? <laughs> anytime I go away, anytime I go to somewhere new that doesn't bring me misery or exhaustion, I look around within 10 minutes not having done any research, and go, yeah. It was so sunny on the last day. It was just beautiful. I swam in the ocean. It was so nice. And I was wandering around going, there's no real reason to leave. (laughs) Isn't it cheaper? Isn't it so much cheaper? Then I looked. Let me tell you, no. I mean, it is perhaps cheaper as a general rule than Mm. Melbourne, Mm. but no. (laughs) I was just thinking, surely a hop, skip and uh, jump from the beach? How expensive could that be? Answer, quite expensive. (laughs) Now, congratulations. Thank More you. rewards. I mean, it must be getting boring now. Were you sitting there going, yes, 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 yes. What did you win exactly? And I, first of all, love the shirt. Wearing, you were dressed, no, no, oh, you were dressed in the you. koi shirt. No, well, that's it. I didn't fully take in that there was, I swear to you, I didn't take in that there was going to be a, a full awards night and some people were there in black tie and the koi fish shirt was all that I had. So I just thought I've got to own it, claim it, make it a choice. I liked it. It Thank was you. a choice because I you. saw some people in suits. There were a lot and of people And you and suits. I hadn't had a pre-discussion about an outfit, which we normally do if there's no. a formal event. Oh, Logies is coming up in less than two months, so we'll be discussing that from now on, oh, yeah. basically. Oh, 100%. Um, which, of course, I won't be invited to, even though I was on a television show last year and got second and was been on television for the last 15 years. I will not be invited to the Logies. But that, that influencer you love who talks about the product she uses on her face, she'll be there. It's fine, I'm not. <laughs> Who on earth could you mean? I'm not bitter. Uh, so, yeah, so you were in a koi shirt. What did you win? Uh, best drama. It was the Screen Producers Association's Awards. So, Gosh, yeah, well, that, like there's directors, there's writers, there's they all have their different awards and this was the producers. I'm sorry. Okay. So, yeah. okay. Yeah. So yeah. it's not, it's impressive, but it's not what you'll lead with. When people ask you what awards you've won. Not like necessarily. Like our award at the Podcast Awards probably sits above that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. But in fact, the real win was not so much that. I know. The real win was that that whole conference, especially the awards night, is going to go down as one of the most brutal super spreader events. Crazy. So I posted a picture of me clustered with people holding an award. I use the word cluster appropriately. Mm. Half the people in that picture have gone down oh with God. the Rona. It has just been a demolition derby and somehow Adrian and me again. touch wood again, touch wood again, for touching again. All the wood. I lived with a person with COVID last me week. Me too. 
And I've been coughed on yes. repeatedly all night by someone with COVID. I yes. don't know what's happening. Have I had like some subclinical dose? Am Maybe. I, I don't know. You know, my theory is because we, you and I have both had glandular fever that our body is very super immune to that kind of thing. That's my unsubstantiated, unscientific, unmedical opinion. And I'm sticking to it. Hi, everybody. Hi, Hi Dr. Dr. Nick. And I was do the thing on Saturday night and half the people there have gone down with it as well. It it was extreme going back. The only COVID mitigation strategy they had was they did check um, oh, whether you're vaccinated. But then other than that, we were in the Star Casino and we were squashed into these bars and a lot of the places were like, there's a drinks tab for an hour. So needless to say, everyone like <laughs> crushed, crushed. And then there's like waiters coming through with little like trays of finger food, like Rona on a tray. Yeah. And you were so close to everyone and it was so noisy that you had to scream to be heard. And so bits of spit were going on face. I could smell breath for the first time and all of us were saying... This feels like the kind of place where you get Rhoda, oh, and no. indeed, no. indeed, it was. We are still in a pandemic, as it turns out. But no one seems to like, like what nineteen thousand cases in Sydney today, twelve thousand in Melbourne. But they're saying it's actually double that because people are forgetting to report. Yeah, and a lot of people on their second round as well. A yeah. lot of people that had it at the end of last year or just the start of this year already yeah. getting another go. It's just like everyone's just giving up. The schools send out the exposure notice every day, and honestly, I don't know why they bother. It just needs to be everyone. They just they're writing prep grade one, grade two, grade three, grade four, grade five, six. Seven, all the way to 12. And I just want to write back to the secretary, mate, just a capital headline. Everyone's got it. They're making the kids wear masks again, thank God, because mm. Odie's gone back finally today. She's exhausted. She's so tired, poor darling. So, look, it, it's still happening, everyone. Just be I careful. actually have to say, when we got back to Melbourne, Queenslanders, they're not into the mask. We got back to Melbourne, back in the airport. <laughs> it felt good with oh, yeah. the mask on. I'm wearing I just masks felt everywhere. like, oh, thank God. <laughs> also, I no longer have to arrange my mouth to be in any way sort of like... <laughs> Like, I can basically be dead-faced. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to the Grand Prix this weekend with my dad. But it's oh, outdoorsy. Okay. And we're in the very spread-out hospitality, okay. wishy-wishy VIP area because I got on Instagram and I've never used my Instagram in this fashion and now I'm going to. This is a precedent. And I said... Hello, I never do this with this account, but desperate times, uh, I've tagged the Australian Grand Prix. Hi, I'm M. Rossiano. Uh, on behalf of myself and my very tiny Italian father, Vinci, I would really like to come to the Australian Grand Prix. I've tried to buy tickets, they're gone. My invitation, maybe it got lost, but I'm a huge F1 fan, as is my dad. And he never asks me for anything. And he has said, hey, do you think we could go to the Grand Prix? I drove in the Celebrity Grand Prix, like you know me, I've driven the track. Um, I just want to be there in the paddock. I want to go into fancy tents. I want to high five Gunter. I want to perv on Toto. I want to see Dan's teeth. Like, just, I will haul your event. I will tag. I will be an. I will be an F one influencer for the day, please. Like, and I never do this. I'm mean, going to assume if people don't invite me, they don't want me there. But I think maybe you just got confused. Maybe my invite just got lost. My dad and I just want to be there. Just like I'll do whatever you want on this account. I've got quite a few followers. Thanks. Lo and behold, the next day, the head of it, his wife is a big fan of mine. He's in charge of all the people who get invited and he runs the whole thing. He's like, my wife will divorce me if I don't give you the best tickets possible. And they're going to take us on the grid so we can see the cars. Wow. I'm going to meet Toto Wolf. Hi, my name is Toto Wolf. I'm going to see Daniel Ricciardo. You know Daniel Ricciardo. I know that one. Yep. Yeah. Like it's... He flirted with Kylie on the project yeah. once. Yeah. Okay. Let me impress you. Jerry Halliwell's going to be there. <gasps> <laughs> Insert gay gasp and clutch off pearls. Hi, gay. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. She's she actually wrote a song called Scream If You Want to Go Faster, one of her best solo singles. Thank you.
you. Married to Christian Horner, who is the team principal of Red Bull. Okay. Yeah, and they're a very cute couple. I love them. They're a power couple. She wears a lot of white denim when she goes to the Grand Prix. Of course so she does. I have to find myself, you know, because when you dress for the Grand Prix, it's got to be like, hey, I'm a blue blood person who goes to, like, Richie, who goes to, what's the place? Mon- Monaco, and I have tax offsets in Sweden. Like, you got to dress mm. like, you got to give those vibes. So. I've always felt like you you do have a lot of ginger spice in you. Now, physically, in I fact, you've gone a bit ginger. Yeah. Only, dare I say it, and I don't want to impugn her in any way, but much better pipes. <laughs> oh, I think Jerry would cop to the fact that Mel C Sporty Spice sung most of the tracks on their songs. Um, but yesterday, I want to let you know that I, well, you have been on the Gold Coast. I have fully immersed myself in the world of pottery, totally and utterly. Wow. So yesterday, I ran away and I... I've made friends with the pottery, the lady who owns the pottery studio, Gabby. We've become mm. friends. Mm. And I said, are you going to be in the studio on Tuesday? Mm. I just want to finish off some things. And I was like, she's like, yeah, come in. You can spend the day here. And I was like. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I spent the day at pottery yesterday. I finished your ashtray. I've now decided to start a line of pottery for angry women. Wow. And on my two plates yesterday, I wrote midlife crisis pottery. That's on yep, one of them. Yep. The other one is perimenopausal pottery. <laughs> I am doing this class because I am angry. Like, and that's all my crockery that I'm making has these proclamations on it. Your ashtray says this is a shit ashtray. <laughs> I hope I hope you're just like the midlife crisis one. Oh, no, the, the menopause one has got to be like no kill necessary, just a burning hot flush. <laughs> Crusted this one together. I put this between my thighs. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So she says, this is the whole niche for you. I said, yes, it is. Because so many women, like even Kate Blanchett took up pottery. I listened to her on a podcast and she said, I tried the pottery thing and it was a bit, you know. Really? And there's a reason. Because we get to 40 and we're fucking angry. exhausted and angry and don't know why. So we put it into ceramics. Yeah. So I am literally, like my sweat from my perimenopausal hot flushes is infused in this plate. Yeah. It will then be fired in. Yeah. Every plate sold comes with perimenopausal sweat. Oh. I mean, can you put a dollar figure on that? No. You can't mould your own body to your will. You can't mould the world around you to the will, but God damn it, if a bit of clay won't do exactly what yeah. you want. And then I also, while I was going through a studio, she has a lot of kids in, and I'm going to start a side account, uh, things, uh, accidental dicks, because every single, she had she had a child a class and the theme was rockets, mm. and they made rockets out of clay and well, they all got cock and balls. Like, <laughs> I said to her, can we do eggplants next week? So I'm collating <laughs> photos of accidental cock crockery because cockery. Yes! Because um, I think that's a whole thing as well. But anyway, what I'm saying is I've totally infiltrated the pottery studio and I've also convinced her to start doing classes called Pottery for Angry Women. And mm. like just a whole group class, there's wine, there's clay, there's paint, and everyone just gets together and just like just works it out. I think in that one there might even be intentional penises. <laughs> Yeah, and when we build them, we won't be make, making them hollow so they explode in the kiln. Because <laughs> now A I group know of it. angry women look at 14 <laughs> different phallic symbols and bake yeah. them until they absolutely... Because if you were to make a cock that would survive the kiln, you would have to make it out of pinch pots so it's hollow. But if you wanted a cock to explode in a kiln, you wouldn't. You would not put nary a hole in that penis. Well, look at go, the science oh, of pottery here. I'm really good. I, like, I know everything about it now. Are you still scared of the wheel? Yeah, no, I won't go near the wheel. I don't okay. like the touch of the slippery wet clay. I okay, don't like yep, it. Yep. I, don't, I actually don't even like touching clay, but I do, <laughs> I do like the pottery. So look out for that. 
Because I'm deadly serious, we're going to start doing pottery classes. And, and there's a painting phase. To yeah, that's that. called the underglaze. Okay. So you make your clay, it gets bisked. Yeah. It's a little bit of a firing, comes back, you do an underglaze, you can paint whatever you want on it. Okay. Or you can do the dipping. Where it, like it's a, that's a bit that's a bit like uncertain. I'll lock the underglaze, paint what you want. Then it goes back and it gets fired again, another bisque, and then you put on a clear lacquer layer so it's shiny, and it has the final firing, and then it's like food proof. I wouldn't be using any of my stuff though. A lot of my plates also have for display purposes only written on them. For what purposes only? Display. Display purposes. Please don't use this plate for its intended purpose. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Scott Morrison. Okay, let's talk about Scott Morrison with Lee Sales first. He was on the 7.30, 7.30 report? It's just called 7.30 these days. Was it called 7.30 report at some it point? It was once when we were children. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Back in the, I think Kerry O'Brien saw the changeover. Oh, Kerry. Oh, Kerry. Welcome to the program. He was on finally. Has he put it off a couple of times? Because Lee he came had. out fucking at 10. Let me put it to you that with the record of performance during COVID, which, as you point out, is better than around the world and the economy doing relatively well, that there can only be one factor that's playing into the um, negative sentiment towards the coalition. And that, without sounding rude, has to be you. <laughs> it was. <laughs> what a zinger. Brutal. I know. And it's weird because obviously, as listeners will know, you know, there's no love loss between me and ScoMo. I mean, he's really feeling it from my end, of course. But Oh, no, no he's just, quaking. Yeah. It, but I have to say, it's still excruciating to see someone, even though the smirk did not even, there wasn't even a flicker that broke the smirk. He was ready. He knew what was happening. But basically... He has an unshakable like, imagine smirk. Imagine if someone sat me down and said... The problem with everything, with everything you're trying to achieve, is just purely you. you also, imagine? everyone that hates you, even the people who are supposed to support you, let me read the complete list of everyone that hates you. I... Oh. No, oh. You know, yeah. Imagine. Yeah, totally. Imagine the spiralling. Oh. Imagine. You would not oh. want to see me at 3am <laughs> that morning. <laughs> but he has the unshakable smirk. Oh. Like, I wonder what's going on internally. But truly, to have... He has the audacity of a straight white man who really, like... And also add religion in there, that unshakable faith. I don't think it – does he roll over to Jenny at midnight and hold her hand and have to grab it because he feels unsure of himself? And does he say, am I mean? Am I a boy? Maybe the skin is just so thick, thick now. It's maybe been – I mean, there was that time. I do remember when Peter Van Onselen confronted him about the Gladys texts. She describes you as, quote, a horrible, horrible person, going on to say she did not trust you and you're more concerned with politics than people. The minister is even more scathing, describing you as a fraud and, quote, a complete psycho. And it was all... Which had been confirmed, by the way, today. Oh, OK. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Um, well, yes, because he also, Lee brought that up and he said she denied that, which she did not do. She no. said she couldn't recall and it. And now pictures of her actual oh, writing dear. on the phone have oh. been sent and and. Uh, released and leaked and shown. So she said it. It's just not a good time for I know. Morrison. So, look, the election's going to get announced this week. Mm -hmm. uh, he has to. It's going to happen. He oh, was waiting for the weekend. I feel like we've been in the campaign for three years already, but yes. So he's got to go visit the Governor-General, go do the GG visit and mm -hmm. officially request and it'll happen. But I don't understand. It feels like everyone within his own party, that they're, they're just turning on him. They're turning on the person who has to front them mm. at the upcoming federal election. What's the game play? And I asked friend of the podcast and political commentator and expert Jamila Rizvi, I just flat out said to her, why? And she said, I honestly think it's like when the Labor Party turned on Kevin Rudd. Right. They were ahead in the polls, in the two-party preferred polls. They were looking like they were going to win. They didn't care because everyone hated him so much 
that for once the politics didn't matter, the human side of them came out. And she said she thinks that ScoMo is just so unpopular amongst his own party that it's that they don't even care about it. It does feel a bit like kamikaze. Because it's wild. The one thing that you've always got to remember as we come to elections is that for a lot of these people, everyone running, mm. their jobs are on the line. They're in these cushy parliamentary jobs. Yeah. And that's why people desperately change leaders so much at the end. And that's why they toe the party line and they do everything they can because everyone wants to hold on to their jobs. So to attack Scott Morrison like this. And, wild. And where it's They're long 40-year-old women going to pottery classes. <laughs> Like, I swear to God, if I showed up with a wheel of parliament, there'd be some plates. Oh, there would be. Wouldn't there? there would be. <laughs> Imagine the message is written. Imagine if Jackie Lambie got a, oh, I'd love Jackie Lambie to do a line for me. I don't think so. Not on my watch. You'd really need to put for display purposes only <laughs> on all of that. No one should eat anything off those plates. But, I mean, again, the list of people, as Lee said, all seem to be women, by the way. Jackie Lambie, Pauline Hanson, Julia Banks, Gladys... Uh, Conchetta, who I want to talk about in a sec, and now outgoing New South Wales Liberal Catherine Kuzak has come forward and accused him of being a self-serving, ruthless bully. Now, if Catherine's name rings a bell, she resigned two weeks ago out of disgust for her government's inaction for flood victims. Mm -hmm. And then she said, I wouldn't vote for my own party this election. And she said that ScoMo has ruined the Liberal Party. Like, that's damning. Yeah. <laughs> she not quit. ideal. She has quit Parliament. She's mm -hmm. quit her job, her cushy job, because she's so disgusted in the person leading the place she works for. Like, that's wild. I saw Marie Carty on Twitter say something like, this whole period, it feels like there's a... There's, it's like an advent calendar where every week we open a new thing and another female <laughs> so MP true. pops out and goes, he's a nightmare, he's a villain. It's so true. I really didn't pay attention to Conchetta's speech, and you sent it to me. But I couldn't take it in. But I did take it in because there's been a lot of more articles around the bullying and I really wanted to understand what's going on behind the scenes. And Liberal Senator Conchetta Fiorante Wells, what a name, they all call her Connie, mm. uh, she got up in Parliament and gave a fiery speech facing oh. Scarman. Like it was, she eviscerated him. In my public life, I have met ruthless people. Morrison tops the list. She left nothing. It was kind of electrifying yeah. to see someone make the decision, okay, oh. I'm just going to say scorched everything death. I want to say. Scorched earth. <laughs> it, was, it was nuts. And those two, by the way, they had each other. Like it's well documented. Her and Scott would box on. They would totally fight. I've got to get Conchetta in to make some pottery too, I think. Oh, totally. Yeah, Imagine how many it would just be exploding phalluses yeah. in the kiln there would be that day. So true. So she she got up after, and this happened last Tuesday. So she got up and did that. And there was a couple of things that sparked people's kind of imagination. And she did allude to the circumstances around his dodgy pre-selection. So in 2007, Scott Morrison won the seat of Cook. And that's how we've ended up with him. He entered parliament. And the way in which he was pre-selected for that seat now, what I didn't realise, has been up for contention for 15 years. Everyone's mm. like, okay, he got in in a really dirty fashion. So it's in the Shire and obviously in 2005, you'll all remember the Cronulla riots happened, which basically boiled down to Anglo-Aussies saying they wanted to clear the beaches of Lebo Wogs and there was text messages being sent around encouraging anyone who was Anglo, you know. Oh, something. Alan Jones was on the case stirring yeah. it up. And I remember at the time being a Wog, I was on air in Perth and... Ooh. I felt really unsafe because I was extremely upset by it. any ethnic person who likes going to the beach. By the way, most wogs hate the sand, so whatever. It was a really fucking awful time. So that was kind of the vibes happening around the Shire. And so in 2007, 
the pre-selection happened for the seat of Cook, which is in the Shire, and ScoMo was up against a bunch of other people, including one man by the name of Michael Toke. He is of Lebanese background, mm-hmm. important to note. Mm. He won that pre-selection 82 votes to ScoMo's eight. <sighs> Quite a convincing victory. So why... Why didn't he then become the member for Cook? What happened? Well, you may well ask, and am I too? What did happen? His victory was invalidated by the Liberal Party and ScoMo was put in. So what our friend Conchetta is saying... Morrison might profess to be Christian, but there was nothing Christian about what was done to Michael Tote. She she kind of went on to float that there are several stat decks floating around now, which have since been printed over the weekend, Mm. stating that, ScoMo allegedly said racist comments about Michael, mm-hmm. about his Lebanese background, and also dropped the bomb that he might even be a Muslim. Mm. Like that's a bad thing. Oh, and then so, post Cronulla riot yeah. Shire. So he knew exactly what he was mm. doing. And there seemed to be a like a concentrated smear campaign against this man who had done nothing wrong, mm-hmm. who had won 82 to 8 by ScoMo because he was so pissed off about losing. He then went, someone allegedly went to Sam Destiari, former Labor, disgraced Labor senator Sam Destiari, mm-hmm. to put mm-hmm. together a Not dirt file. Not disgraced at that time, Not though. disgraced at that time. Yes. To put together a dirt file on Michael because Michael had briefly been a member for Labor. Mm. And the dirt file came back, was leaked to the press, and this man's life and political career was destroyed allegedly, by ScoMo's sour grapes that he'd lost, that ScoMo had gone to pre-selectors and said, you can't put a Lebanese person in Cook. ScoMo has denied it. Yeah. But that is... And hasn't ScoMo wandering around saying he will sign his own stat deck? Only if it goes to court. ScoMo is refusing to sign a stat deck unless this matter is taken to the courts. Yeah. It's so murky. And so... All these people coming forward and corroborating that and saying, yeah, he is a bully, mm, mm. He, he is awful. Mm. All of this happening so close, close to the election mm. within that party, what does that mean for the election? And so obviously I've been hypothesising and yep. I don't believe we're going to have a winner for this election. I truly, I would put money, serious money on a hung parliament. Yep. And then what happens is the balance of power goes to the independents. Well, we have unprecedented numbers of independents running and looking incredibly competitive. Correct. And just generally as an electorate, we're loving the independents in Australia. Yes. So what happens is if you can't form a majority government, each each party then has to scurry away to the independents and yeah. see who they can get, you know, who can they make form a minority government. Yes, with. Abbott and Gillard had to do that and Correct. then Gillard got them. And everyone was expecting Abbott to get him. Yes. But Gillard got him. Mm. So this expect this to be wild. And the interesting thing is the Teal independents have the power. So if this goes to a hung parliament, who um, ScoMo and Albo have to scurry off to them. Now, they're very big on climate change. Yeah. ScoMo, not so much. No. <laughs> but- this is a piece of coal. <laughs> Don't be afraid of it. But Teal, stay with me, emsolators, traditionally aligns with the Liberals. Yes. This is why I love politics. This is what I'm going to be talking about when I give my my National Press Club address. They've asked me to specifically state why I love politics. Mm-hmm. It's this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a wild, insane ride. I don't know who's going to win, but I do know there's going to be a hung parliament and I do know there's going to be a week where we're not going to have a fucking anything. Like it's going to be just backyard party meetings trying to get the members of Teal on board. And do you have a prediction for something that the coalition might do? With you know I do. I know you do, and I just want to hear it. I'm so glad it's going to be down on the record. Oh, uh, look, okay, 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 okay. I have a wild left-wing theory. It's crazy. Not left-field. Left-field, left left not left-wing. Although, no. 
I think that there is a chance that all of this jockeying and all of this shitting on ScoMo by his own party is very deliberate. Yeah. Because I think they'll allow him to take them to the hung parliament. Mm -hmm. And then I think once they're there, they may say to the Teal members who have the independence, Teal, independence Teal, we will install someone else, Frydenberg, who is pro-climate change, mm. to negotiate. And, and mm. they'll be able to do that because they'll be able to go, look, everyone hates him, he's a bully. Mm. We have to do this in all mm. good conscience. There's mm. there's precedence. And then ScoMo will be ousted and Frydenberg perhaps in for the minority government negotiations. Could be dangled. If we were Could to be. replace our leader, would you put us in? And one key independent, Zali Stegel mm. of Warringah, she was on Q&A mm. being grilled about it and she specifically said she would be far more likely to help form a minority government with the coalition if they got rid of Scott Morrison. All I'm saying is I take everything in, I like to be outrageous, but there's a tiny bit of, you know, research. I truly believe that they're waiting till they the hung. I think they know that's going to happen. And then I think they're, you know, their last minute Hail Mary will be, we'll fucking, we'll piss him off and you can negotiate with someone it's, who's more sympathetic to your proclivities. It's, I look, it's a plausible theory. And let's just say, if this comes true, all of us have borne witness to it. It's on the record. And God knows we'll be reposting this if it comes true for the end of time. If they don't start putting you on election night panels after this, no, if you win, yeah. get this right. Yeah. I already said, I am like the octopus who predicts the World Cup winners. This is no ordinary octopus. That's me. Yeah. You <laughs> should add it to your, your, you're a political... Psychic? No, because it's based in logic and... Well, logic's a strong word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Anyway, we'll, we'll be talking about this more, obviously. We're heavily invested. We're going to go away and we're going to come back and talk about another topic we're heavily invested in, Lady Gaga and the Grammys. M. Rossiano and Michael Lucas. This is M. Salation. We're back. The Grammys. After the Oscars... Bit of a letdown. Part of me was hoping Kanye saw Will Smith's outburst and was mm. like, okay, fuck this, hold my beer, I'm going in hard. I'm going to let you finish, but Beyonce had one of the best videos of all time. Kanye famously not invited to the Grammys, even though he was Band. nominated. Band, mm. yeah, yeah. The album he was nominated for, Album of the Year, was actually in Masterpiece. Mm. It was probably his second best album ever, mm. but all this shit around it. You know, and I don't think they were going to let him win regardless. Like, the, And the person who won, John Baptiste, let's start off with the person who won the mm. best album. I vaguely know him as the band leader on Stephen Colbert's show. I know that he did a late night concert with Madonna and they wandered through the streets of Brooklyn singing together. Hi, gay. I love that that's where we both know <laughs> But now, and when he gave his speech, have a listen. I believe this to my core. There is no best musician, best artist, best dancer, best actor. The creative arts are subjective and they reach people at a point in their lives when they need it most. So can you hear how he says art is subjective? Because when he got announced in the room, it was palpable that people were like, what the fuck? How did this guy win? Yeah. Yeah. I was braced for Olivia Rodrigo and... Was Little Nas X up for album of the year? No. I don't think so, okay. no. no. Right. Uh, there wasn't enough Little Nas X for me. Oh, it can never be enough. Totally. But it was in Vegas, so lacking any sort of 
real great celebs, bar Gaga. We didn't have a Taylor Swift. We didn't have a Beyonce. We didn't have a Drake. Mm-mm. Was Katy Perry there? I don't know. But she's, but she's probably playing. Yeah, true, true, true. They just didn't feel like, but maybe are we old? <laughs> no, I think because that was a Dojo common Kat thing. was there. True. Famously taking a piss when she Dua won a Lipa. Grammy. Yeah. <laughs> Dua Lipa wearing vintage Versace. It amazing. was amazing. Harry Styles wasn't there and he had a new single to promote and was a winner last year. So I would have welcomed, I mean, obviously I always welcome seeing him, <laughs> but I would have welcomed it. I like the new song. It's Me not too. getting rave reviews, but. Really? He's building. I feel like it's like a soft re-entry. Oh, yeah. And then he's going to hit us with an absolute oh, belter for imagine? the second one. Every online algorithm clearly knows <laughs> that even though I may be a 43-year-old man, I want Harry Styles Same. content because his happy little smiling, calming face is oh, just every platform everywhere. I open, it's there. I also follow t- at least 10 fan accounts. Okay. That's how you know you're a... Oh, no. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Okay, yeah. I started it because they're just so delightful. They're more committed than he is. Like, quite frankly, Harry, I need to post every three hours, but he's going every three days because it's curl. The fan accounts, no, 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 no. The fan good. accounts, they really specialise in following him char- around. Following him around, and but also footage. the charming little interactions he has on stage. Oh, I stand the stan accounts. Because oh, if it wasn't too. for them, I'd be starved. They constantly returned to his performance at the Grammys last year, and I've watched that so many times now <laughs> when he's saying watermelon sugar. And he, it's mesmerising. He's so calm. He's so relaxed. I know. He's the best. He's the greatest. He was not there at the Grammys. So I guess Gaga, obviously, for us, won the night. Obviously. We love her so much. Yeah. Oh, my God. She's she just... did a Tony Bennett tribute. Well, they released the album, of course. And won a Grammy, thank God. Won a Grammy. Yeah. Not album of the year, famously, no. Okay. But, um, no, she, oh, she didn't she play it perfectly in her blue gown? And she sang a medley of songs and it finished, she sang, she sat down on the stairs, very Barbara. Mm. And behind her, there were imagery of her and Tony Bennett. And then just before she sang last night, of note, of course, she turned to the screens. She teared up. Yes. She had an emotional moment. And then, of course, flawlessly sang the note. Please. Of course, of oh, course. Hello. That tear would Standing have ovation. <laughs> that tear would have been practised five times. Oh. Are you getting the light hitting the corner of my one delicate tear? Redo it. And she could, she could produce one tear on cue. Like Sylvie Palladino. Oh, Sylvie Palladino, I'm crossing myself. If people don't know, she, every year... It sings at the carols in Melbourne and is able to produce the most stunning tear choreographed to the beat of the song she's singing at the right time. No makeup stain. She wears like, she must wear the synchronised swimmer makeup because no tracks, no panderise, nothing. It's beautiful. She's the queen of the tear choreography. Uh, it's the unofficial end of Melbourne's annual calendar <laughs> is when that tear goes down Sylvie Palladino's face. Santa can come, kill him. <laughs> And Gaga is just as adept. Oh, but I also love she is flawlessly transitioning into Diva Doyen. Even though she's younger than us. Totally. She's just on the Barbara track. She's on the Barbara trajectory and I am so here for it. It's what an exciting time. Well, I mean, that... The medley that she did essentially um, could have been a selection from her Vegas jazz show, which we indeed had tickets for. We had tickets for. And we'll be back oh, yeah. one day. Oh, yeah. We should do our Palm Springs trip next year. We truly, it has to happen. But, I mean, she's she's close. She's close to Barbara's status and, oh, I can't wait. The ultimate Barbara moment for me there was when Barbara sang a, a, a duet with herself as a child, herself on the screen and then herself. So it was a three-way duet That's with right. herself, remember? Yeah. Oh, and then I'm we'll waiting for. Yeah, I'm waiting Papa, for. can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, no, it wasn't that one, actually. No, no, no. What was it? What's wrong with wanting more? It was, it's Yentl. Yeah, but what did she sing with herself? You should know this. You're a Barbara file. Yeah, no, she sang. It's it the was co- Papa Ken. It was. It's. It was part of a Yentl medley, 
Everything about that sentence. No, it was complicated because she hits. She so in the final song in Yentl. Do it, do it. The final song in Yentl. She's on the little ship going along in New York or wherever she is. Yeah. And she's singing the whole "What's wrong with wanting more if you can fly and soar?" Why aren't you and then that? she does a reprise. I think everyone knows so. why. No, it's it's really Sing hard. It. It's it's the whole "What's wrong with wanting more if you can fly and soar?" Um, and then she goes into a reprise, and what she does is she turns her head. She, and she goes back to the, Papa, can you hear me? And on the screen behind her, yes. the Barbara of 30 years yes. ago turned her head in sync. Who had more wrinkles than the Barbara of present day. That's right. <laughs> it was an electrifying moment. And then she, the final notes were, Papa, Sing it. watch. Sing it. <laughs> but Sing then, it. Well, you need to call it no. response, sort of. Oh, Because it's like, Papa. I don't know what I'm singing. Papa. Papa. Watch me. Watch me. Fly. Oh, fly. Yeah. But with herself. Yeah, amazing. Gaga will get there. Hundred percent. There will come will a time. I can see it in twenty years' time. She will go back to shallow. Oh yeah. But instead of Bradley, herself. It'll be herself. Hundred percent. Hologrammed. <laughs> and on that note, we've done Scomo, Barbara, Gaga. What more? Could, pottery. Gold Coast. What more could you want from us today? Uh, uh, like Connie, we have left nothing on the floor. <laughs> Conchetta. Stop calling her Connie. She probably had to do that to be more Aussie. Conchetta. Fierventi Wells. We'll chat next week. I'll have been at the Grand Prix. I'll be unbearable. Well, next week we'll be chatting. What? In concert form. Oh, shit. Yeah, don't forget. Next week is a pre-recorded extravaganza of yeah. the last two years. If you're not at the live show Tuesday night, you're not going to get your weekly fresh dose of Michael and I. So... <gasps> Really, aren't we releasing that on no, as a podcast? Nah, oh, no. Ooh, people aren't no getting that good, for free. No, enough. Of we give enough. <laughs> it's five bucks. You all better be there on Tuesday night. Now, I've had it. I'm telling you. <laughs> I want people to be at our second birthday. There's a lot to reflect on next week. People are going to like it. And it's also a good reset and starting point for someone who might want to join the podcast. Yeah. So, I'm, look, it's the first time I'll have done it in front of a live audience, which. Freaks me out. And Are also, you, I'm just saying, yeah. I'm not having my mother there. I cannot have oh, yeah, her sitting there. Oh, I want your mum there. No. I'm making sure she's there. No. Yeah, she's coming. I can't. Your mum's not, coming. I, what if, like. Your mum's going to see a sold-out theatre adoring her son, which is all she really cares about. And then about because, something akin to Nancy Reagan cum guzzler. And I just, I worry. I please, worry. Please, can you think of something worse than cum guzzler oh. for this week in front of your mother? I can't. Like, I know she's proud of your TV stuff and everything, but she thinks I'm more successful than you because people clap at me and she can see it. She so does, she I does think love it's an important. adoring crowd. I think it's important. I just worry that it'll throw me. No, she'll be there like the queen in her royal box. Jenny will be there. Okay, they can She'll sit, sit with my mum. Okay. My mum wouldn't bat an eyelid at come guzzling, to be fair. I, I turned to your mum right when I said it. I remember she was standing right at the back and we made eye contact and she just did this slow nod. <laughs> <laughs> That's very Jenny. <laughs> cool. All right. See ya. Bye. Bye. This is Emsolation. All right, well, that's it. Thank you so much for being here this week. Looking forward to seeing you Tuesday night. If you're going to be at the Malthouse Theatre, there'll be merch there special. It's good. It's good merch. And, you know, I'll see if I can get it online. I don't know. It's a lot of effort. It's a lot of things for one little brain. I'm really looking forward to the Grand Prix. (laughs) And next Thursday, the EP will be, I'll be with you. Just looking back on, look, 
365 DNI needs to be revisited. The Night of a Thousand Madonnas. If you've got any input on your favourite episodes, please feel free. Uh, Facebook group on our Instagram at Emsolation Podcast. Love to hear what, you know, what stood out for you over the last two years. It's going to be a reflection of that. So we will be back next Tuesday. Don't worry, you'll have a fresh podcast to listen to. But again, get your tickets to the live show. I don't even care. I know it's weird whoring your things, but after the last two years and all that I have given out and my team have given out, I don't feel weird in saying five bucks is not much. If you break it down over all the episodes we've given out, it's a couple cents. Not that you're not worth it. There's always some weirdness around creatives asking for money. I'm fucking, I'm asking for money. <laughs> I'm doing it. And I'm not apologising. I mean, don't worry, I'll go away and feel guilty and be sassy for doing it. No, it'll, yeah, but it's, I've done it now. It's done, it's done. Have a great week. I think the next time we properly speak, we'll have an election date, which then it's all systems go. It's going to get nasty. It is. Don't forget to look at all my daughter's social media work on the Instagram at Emsolation Podcast. Sign up to the newsletter, all the important links and recommendations and just it's a great it's a great thing that goes out. Sign up to that. Ben, my executive producer, puts it together. That's it. We'll talk soon. Look after yourself and remember what I said in the intro. Just stop doing everything. Okay? If you haven't listened to the intro, that will sound. go back and listen. If you skip the intro, go... I'm not explaining again. My voice hurts. Okay. Bye. Emsolation with M. Rossiano is a Spotify exclusive podcast recorded at Down the Hill Studios. Hosted by M. Rossiano with Michael Lucas. Executive produced by Benjamin Wosley. Produced by M. Rossiano. Edited by Ezekiel Fenn at Entente Music. With videos by James Henderson. Socials by Marcella Rossiano Barrow. With assistance from Jem Evans and Georgia Watts. Plus, occasional off-the-shelf installs and flat-pack wrangling from M's Dad Vinci. Get more Emsolation by following us on Instagram at Emsolation Podcast. You can also sign up for our weekly newsletter. Join other Emsolators at the Emsolation Group on Facebook. The answer is Harry Styles. And please, take the time to share this podcast with a friend and make sure you're following us on the Spotify app by hitting the follow button. Thanks again for taking time out to listen to this week's episode and we look forward to chatting with you again soon. Bye.